Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. It's Melissa again, aka Holly Mellywood. This is the Registered Nerd Podcast, um, episode 46. Thank you and welcome and welcome back. I just wanted to start off by, if you heard my last episode, my last few episodes, the quality, the audio quality has was terrible. I didn't even promote my last episode. Don't, don't bother listening to it. It's fine. Um, it was just a, a bad day, had a bad attitude, and it just equated to a bad podcast, and the sound was terrible, but I'm using um, an old software that I used prior to my break in recording podcasts, and hopefully it sounds better. Um, I just wanted to start off by saying that um, Ted Lasso is back. It's a show on Apple. It's third season and final season, which I didn't know. Ugh. Which I'll I'll talk about my my opinion on my theory on great shows these days. They just never last. Uh, I just wanted to do a quick recap on t- the first episode. So, um, in the first episode of the third season, Ted Lasso's son stayed with him in London for six weeks. He did have a session with his therapist. Ted, um, he does have, he ha- he suffers with anxiety and panic disorder, so he has a therapist. And um, he is the coach for AFC Richmond, and the media predicted that they would be 20th by the end of the season, which is last place. And... He also started seeing a therapist last season and it started to question in why he's still in London. So with his therapist, he starts to question, maybe I should go back and he's not really sure why he's still in London. Rebecca's back. She's the owner of AFC Richmond, the soccer team. She, I think she is such a baddie. Her From her wardrobe to her accent to her hair, her makeup, her demeanor, she just looks great all around. Um, another um, update in the show is that Roy, who's who was a, f- a football player, I call it football because the show calls it football, soccer player, he's now a, one of the coaches on the team, and he was dating Keely, who used to work with the owner. She does some type of marketing. They were dating, and they were such a cute couple, but now they're broken up, and I don't know why, but one of my predictions of the show is that they're going to get back together, and Roy is going to propose to her that would be nice to end end the show I'm so sad it's ending Nate Shelley he is he used to be a part of the coaching team for AFC Richmond and he used to have such a great relationship with Ted Lasso and I don't know what he's he's wrong with him he's in his feelings he's so miserable he's a wanker such a wanker and he just is mean just mean to everyone and when he, there's a scene in the show where they ask him, why do you think AFC Richmond, which is, he's not a part of that team anymore. He's actually the head coach for the opposing team and they're predicted to be first. And funny, um, what's funny is that the opposing team is actually, the owner of the opposing team is the ex-husband of AFC Richmond's current owner. So you can tell the owner, the, um, Rebecca, she can't stand the owner, her Rupert, which is her ex-husband. She doesn't go by the, the team name, which I don't even remember the team's name. She goes by Rupert, that team. She takes it personal and wants to beat him. And so Nate is the new coach now, and they ask him, oh, why do you think 
um, they predict AFC Richmond's going to be the 20th. And he says, because there's no 21st. Mean. I really do hope Tate, Tate, Net, Ted and Nate become friends again because they were cute. They're a good relationship in terms of friendship wise. And like you could tell that Nate really looked up to Ted. I can't really remember why they fell apart, but they were, they were cute. And I really hope Nate returns back to AFC Richmond because he's smart and he, he knows like strategy and how to win games and stuff. But I don't know if AFC Richmond in the third season they're gonna come back and win a championship. They they're predicted to be last place. That would be kind of a stretch and out there if they went from being last place. Mind you, they didn't win any championship games in the first two seasons. They were just okay and average. And now it's the last season, and I don't even know. It it's just if they do win a championship, cool. But in terms of the storyline, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I also think that Ted needs a girlfriend badly. He's too wrapped up and obsessed with, not obsessed, but like still hurt by, you know, being divorced with the mother of his son. And I don't, he just, he just needs a girlfriend. He needs a love interest for the show and he needs to get over his ex-wife. I'm pretty sure that after the end of the season, he's going to go back to Kansas and try to, try to mend things with his ex-wife and Nate is going to become the head coach of AFC Richmond. I'm hearing talks of a spinoff of the show. We'll see how that goes. I'll probably watch it if it's the same writers and stuff because it was a good, it's a good show. So um, I hope this is a good season. It's a, it's a bummer that it's the last season. It was really funny and it was cute. Next show I wanted to review was Your Honor. It's, it was the finale yesterday and just a quick recap, Mrs. Baxter, who's the wife of Mr. Baxter, I don't even know their first names, who cares, but they're like the leader of the mafia, they have businesses and stuff, and you can tell that she's just done with Mr. Baxter and wants to be the leader herself. And in this season, her dad, Mrs. Baxter's dad comes back, let's just call him Conti, he has his own like Italian mafia and I guess the Conti family used to run New Orleans and then he had a daughter and then he felt like the daughter like that's not the way they run things the daughter can't really run so she had to find a guy that can run it and so in comes Mr. Baxter but now she hates him and blah 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 and Desire the leader of Desire Big Mo comes up to Mr. Baxter and offers a deal where she has a bar across the street from their hotel that they own, and Mrs. Baxter absolutely hates it. So Miss the so Desire decides, oh well, we'll sell you the bar. Your, your wife would love that if if you give us the French Quarter, meaning selling drugs on the French Quarter. And Mr. Baxter rejects the offer, and that's that. Then they they skip to the court scene where it's Eugene Jones's trial and Judge Desiato, Michael, he's been subpoenaed, which was his biggest fear. He didn't want to have to go to court and speak because what happens is that he has to, he's under oath, he has to admit, answer any question that he's asked and come to find out that, well, we already know what happened, but Fia didn't know that Adam, her baby's father, the one that died, He's the one that actually killed Rocco. He was the one that was driving the car and it was a hit and run and he killed Rocco. 
And of course she's mad and she was staying with Judge Desiato for a while and she moved out. She was like, you and your son are liars. So she decides to briefly go back to the Baxters, which doesn't last long either. And yeah, um, in during the like the court session and stuff, uh, the defense lawyer, Lee Delamere, she's the lawyer for Eugene Jones. She gets a transcript from the court it's like a recording of the court um details that helps prove that the jones explosion the explosion that killed the jones family except eugene it wasn't a gas leak so that was a pivotal moment in the episode where judge Asiato tells lee delamere that oh you should listen to the transcript from the court and he's talking about the court proceedings that happened in the first season very i think it was like the first or second episode where eugene jones's mom is is in court for drug possession but he actually like she was actually framed by the cops and that is all revealed in court and in I remember I kind of like vaguely remember that episode in the first season where Eugene actually has to talk in court and he's going back and forth with with the judge the judge is asking questions oh what do you eat what did you have for breakfast you you have eggs and bacon come to find out that they don't have gas they couldn't pay bills they couldn't pay the gas bills so it couldn't have been a gas leak which is what the Baxter said it was and the police investigation said it was a gas leak so clearly that's a huge like a huge revelation in the court proceedings and that's a, a like I said a pivotal moment in the episode when when Fia finds out that it what like what about the explosion, she storms out knowing that her dad had lied to her saying that it was a gas leak and it wasn't a gas leak and the police also lied. So the case is I don't know if it's dropped, but it's given to the U.S. attorney. The current prosecutor was dropped from the from the case, and then now Eugene Jones is going into protective custody so that he can testify against the Baxters and I think the Conti family in the future. And he agrees to it. So he's let go. He's not, he's let free, but he's under protective custody, has a new name. And I hope he comes back. I do like Eugene. He's, I just feel so bad for him. He's just been through so much. So yeah, that court, that trial is done. He goes free. The, he's fine. And meanwhile, Big Mo sees Mrs. Baxter coming home from, like just runs into her and tells her that, oh, Mr. Baxter said no to the deal about selling the restaurant, selling the bar to you. And of course that pisses off Mrs. Baxter. And she tells her dad like, oh, he hates me. He doesn't want me to run the family, blah, blah, blah. And the dad basically is mad and goes and shoots Mr. Baxter and at the end of the episode, you see that um, Conti is arrested because there's record. There was like a recording of the whole thing of um, him shooting Mr. Baxter. And the end also shows that um, Mr. Baxter's in like li- on life support, but his eyes open. So he's awake and you can tell that he's going to be pissed. And I look forward to seeing his his actions. I, I don't know. He may be violent. He hasn't been violent these last two seasons at all. He's been very strategic kind of been on the passive end but I don't think he's gonna be so anymore and what really made me mad like I can see Mrs. Baxter being being like happy because she smiles at the end after he gets shot and everything and she's running things now as while he's in the hospital but Carlo as well it has a smile on his face why because he's stupid I'm sorry he's he's an idiot 
has a smile on his face that is that is shot. So I just can't wait for Carlo to guess what he deserves. He's oh he's terrible. What also happens? I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it for you. I'm just trying to do a quick recap. But as I watch the show, I just take notes on what's happening, and I just want to explain it clearly for those who don't watch the show, but like they don't understand what I'm saying. Other thing I want to say is that you can skip through this. I don't care. The last part is that Fia gives up her son, which is, it was Adam's son, Adam and Fia's son, and she gives him up for adoption. I think that's so sad. And then you see her like just driving away, just sad and in tears. And so that's, that's really sad. So now Desire owns the French Quarter and can sell drugs and stuff. Now that they sold, they actually ended up selling the, their bar to Mrs. Baxter, which is what they want. Um, and then how the episode like truly, truly ends was, is, is interesting. And it's cool how in the very first episode of the season, Judge Jessiato is seen walking out of prison. And at the end of this episode, he's seen walking into prison, um, obviously for covering up for Adam. I think that's why. So my predictions for next season is hopefully the judge gets out. Maybe there's a newer evolving story because the storyline kind of ended, just based what Eugene's story kind of ended unless that he gets caught again and under protective custody. But I can see Mr. Baxter wanting to seek revenge and um yeah yeah. And what I wanted to say about great shows these like Ted Lasso, um Your Honor, great great shows. They never last long nowadays. They're only a few seasons long, and then they leave. They leave. They end the show while it's hot and. Usually the series finale, like the very episode of the show, sucks. And I really hope that Your Honor has another good two to three seasons left. It doesn't have to be 14 seasons long, because that's just going to be long and drawn out. But I really do hope that it it's a, another good two to three seasons. That's what I wanted to say. I just realized that a lot of good shows have ended and just ended abruptly, and I don't like that. Another finale that I saw um, was Mayor of Kingstown. So sad that my favorite three shows ended um including the last of us which i talked about last episode so mike the mayor mike he almost in the beginning of the episode almost gets killed by the orion brothers he ends up um his shot his car is all shot up and he's in the car as, as like they're shooting at him but he ends up getting out and killing like for out of self-defense killing their the Orion brothers and then he takes their car leaving the bonds that he was supposed to give to Milo who's like the ex- escaped Russian mafia leader from prison he leaves that in the car and then as he's driving he gets a call from Milo and he's at his mom's at Mike's mom's house he's holding her hostage because he was supposed to meet up with Milo and give the bonds but he ended up having like a shootout and so he couldn't and he couldn't even call Milo he could only call where he was staying at he never gave him a number so anyway they're at the, he's at his house, pissed off, obviously, because he has his mom hostage, and he doesn't have the bond, so it's him, his brother Kyle, and then this other cop, who's also dirty, but he holds, he holds the McCluskeys down, for sure, and during the shooting, like, a shooting occurs with Milo and the family, Milo and his goons, his Russian goons, are all there, and then Milo and Iris, which is the girl that for some reason Mike has an attachment to, not like a sexual attachment, but I think like a little sister type of attachment. And Milo basically made a deal with Mike, like give me, give me the bonds, I'll give you back Iris, because Iris was like under, under, 
under Milo's whatever, whatever. Milo had her host, not hostage, but she didn't really have a choice. And yeah, so um, during during the shootout in the mom's house, the mom is unfortunately shot as well. She's not killed, but she shot and rushed to the hospital and now has to have surgery. And during this whole time, you know, Mike is pissed and was like, I want him dead. I want Milo dead. And so he ends up having another meet meetup set set with Milo and like a boat near a boat. He ends up getting the bonds and he gives the bonds to Milo. Milo, Milo gives Iris back to Mike. And as he's as as the boat is driving away, the boat explodes. But it, it's it makes it seem like Milo is dead. And I'm I'm not sure if Mike believes that I think Mike and the police and everyone believes that he's dead. But you see in the episode that Milo ends up calling someone saying I'm on my way back with the bonds. So I think he may have jumped off the boat before it exploded along with his bonds. So, and that's pretty much how the episode ends. And hopefully Milo, not Milo, Mike's mom comes out of surgery successfully. She At the end, they saw that she, she is alive. She's, her eyes are closed, but she's still alive. She's not like proclaimed dead or anything. And hopefully she's okay. And so I would say overall that the finale was good. It was a good finale and still violent, but still very good. My predictions for next season is I'm not sure if Milo's going to be a part of it. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but for sure there's going to be an all out war between the Crips, Bunny and the Crips and the police because he, they end up like putting in on severe condition one of the SWAT members that like was a part of the riot that killed a lot of people mind you he's crazy the SWAT that SWAT guy that was um beat down on life support he's crazy psycho and trigger happy and I don't feel bad that he had what happened to him but unfortunately you know they said oh a lot of police People are going to want awards and trophies and stuff because there is going to be a war between them and the Crips next season. That's for sure. And I'm not really sure why Iris is so important to Mike. I mean, she, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But yeah, that was it with the finale. I thought it was okay. I'm kind of sad that the shows are done. I'll have to find something else to watch. Luckily, Bel Air is still out. It's not, it, it's, Bel Air was a good show, but it wasn't like okay your honor and the mayor of kingston the, the shows that i looked forward to watching every single week and i noticed that my um episodes are getting longer and longer um no no i'm sorry i just have a lot to say now my episode used to be like 10 to 15 minutes long and now i've noticed the last two have been 20 20 minutes so let me keep going. Let me keep going. Like I, I, I don't mind the longer episodes. It just means I like I have more content. So I'm fine with that. So quick recap of Bel Air, the last episode. Hillary meets Jazz's parents and she tries real hard to impress them by walking, walking, talking, dressing like a Muslim, like a they call her a Muslim wiki page, which I thought was pretty funny, but she wasn't being herself pretty much. Will gets suspended and removed from the basketball team and joins the Zenith group, which is Doc's Doc's group. And they're they're like a group that trains basketball players young and um gets them 
seen by college scouts and stuff like that. But Doc, who's like the leader of the, um, or the owner of the group, he charges them $10,000 to start and $500 every month. And then on top of that, for every contract that they get, he gets a percentage in perpetuity, meaning that whatever contract that is signed by that basketball player, he gets a percentage forever. Any contract that, th- that they sign, he gets a contract, he gets a, a piece of that forever for the rest of their lives, which is not right. And which is what Uncle Phil sees and adjusts the contract. And I guess at the end, Uncle Phil, like he wanted to say no to Will, but Will begged him and Sutton like tried to give his case that, oh, this is a great opportunity. So um, Uncle Phil signs the contract, but obviously he's a lawyer. He, he adjusts the contract and stuff. And it... And then at the end of the episode, it makes, it seems as though, um, Doc, Coach Doc is like plotting. I know he's plotting something and is using his niece, which is Will's love interest of the season, as bait. And I can tell that the niece is not for it. She's not going to be happy. She's going to try to stop whatever Doc is doing, but it's going to be too late. And then Will is going to be mad at the niece. I just know. I can just see that happening. In other, in other parts of the show, Carlton tells the BSU that he does have anxiety and a panic disorder, and that's why he didn't partake and give a speech during the the protest in the last episode, which I thought was really nice. Like, now the BSU is supporting him and bringing more mental health into the forefront, which was really good. Um, Jeffrey is also being suspicious, and Phil is noticing that, and has like he's been secret and distant secretive and distant towards uncle phil and we'll find out why soon no real highlights of this episode it's just it's building up to what's happening in future episodes and i don't think i'm going to talk about each episode every week i think i'm going to talk about two or three episodes at a time just because this episode of my podcast is getting pretty long a couple more, couple more shows, couple more shows. Hang in there, guys. Abbott Elementary. Um, the last episode was really funny. I like when Tariq is makes an appearance on the show. He's just really funny. Um, so they're trying to make the Abbott Elementary a charter school, which means that they're gonna make the school better, but not all the kids can stay, and some of the kids will be removed, and some of the teachers will get fired. And so the teachers and the staff. And the students don't like that. They're not for that. And so they try to sign petition, like they try to have signatures to try to petition the, the charter. And the parents are like, no, you know, it's the hood. They don't really care about that. So they so they, they make a festival and then have a quote unquote sign in sheet. And then the people that get into the festival, they have to sign to get in. But it's really the petition. And I thought it was, it was funny. It was funny. And they get the signatures and stuff and come to find out that, oh my gosh, Ava was said, lied and said that she was going to get Jasmine Sullivan to come to the festival. But instead, um, Gregory ends up getting Tariq, Janine's ex. And he's like a rapper, a, like a bootleg rapper. He's hilarious, hilarious. And another part of the um, show that was funny was the janitor wanding like he was trying to be security wanding people down with a curling iron and he took his job very seriously I just thought those were um funny highlights of the show lastly I wanted to just review swarm have you this is like the the talk of the town swarm there's a new tv show some people thought it was a movie but it's a tv show 
And I like I'm just gonna give you spoilers now that it's awesome. It's based on true events with Dominique Fishback, Chloe Bailey, Damson Idris, and it's a really great show. It's a serial killer show, and moral of the show, it moral of the story is you don't mess with the beehive because bees is known to bite. And basically, Dominique Fishback, her character is a serial killer, and she goes after anyone that has something negative to say about Beyonce, not Beyonce, Nyjah, her name, the artist's name is Nyjah, but you could tell that it's really Beyonce, and the show's pretty funny, it's created by Donald Glover, and it, it does give Atlanta vibes, the show Atlanta, it's very similar to that in the sense that it's quiet, it's dark, and yeah, it's pretty, I, I, maybe it's the same, like, crew that did Atlanta, um, like I said, it's based on true events and yeah, I'm not going to go too much into it. I thought it was a good show. Dom, I think Dominique Fishback deserves an award for her role. She did a really great job and I just love talking about it with my cousins right now. And my sisters were just talking about e- each episode and just how, if you're a Beyonce fan, you're going to like the show. Just don't go around killing people, please. People have, people are entitled to their opinions. Just ignore them. They, they're they probably wrong. They're most likely wrong, but you can't correct them. You can't correct ignorance. You really can't. I don't see a second season happening. It just seems like a one and done type of show, which is fine. It was a great show. Um, I didn't, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about the show, but yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on Prime Video. It's a really good show. It's one. Song of the week is one and only Beyonce, Pure Honey. And my movie of the week is A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks and his son, not Colin Hanks. It's another another son of his. And it's a it's a funny, cute movie. I'm not going to go into it. It's very heartfelt and um, it's with an eccentric Spanish couple. And he recently he's like a grumpy old man in the movie. He recently lost his wife. And so you can tell why he's grumpy. And my lastly, that's that's it. My verse of the week is Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Word of the Lord. And my my random question, guys, is what are your pet peeves? It could be driving. It could be just anything. Like one of mine is interrupting. I could have a whole conversation about driving because I, I drive a lot and people that cut me off, people especially people that turn in front of me left or right and you start driving slow in front of me like why why just you can just tell a lot about people's people are kind of slow and ignorant just by their driving you can just tell and I hate when people don't yield I really hate that it's one thing when you're coming off the cutting onto the highway and you don't yield you're like you're trying to hurry up and get onto the highway that I understand because it's it's like a a getting off lane and a coming on lane like you're not even supposed to cars aren't even supposed to be traveling on that lane but when you're getting off the highway and you see that you see that big red triangle when you get off the highway that means yield it actually says yield on that and yield means to stop or slow down and wait for the car that's already on the road to pass you that doesn't mean you speed up you don't have the right of way yield means you do not have the right of way <sighs> sorry I, I i don't mean to rant but that really just got to me and i can whew, that can raise my blood pressure so let me just practice patience and whenever that happens to me which happens very frequently because people are freaking ignorant 
just gotta breathe because I now from like I I know that people aren't gonna follow the rules, so I end up just either slowing down or really watching them carefully to see if they actually stop because it's very rare that somebody's gonna stop. And if that's one of you that does it, learn the laws of the road and yield. Thank you and goodbye. Okay, maybe not goodbye. Maybe see you later. But thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. So long, farewell, God bless.